Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to uh, provide a more in-depth analysis of what's going on over there. And whether or not what Putin attempted was a success or a failure. We're seven days into this, and we can, we can already do that. Um, but this isn't about what's going on on the ground, really. Because when you're talking about an operation like this, there are really four metrics that you need to look at. The first being what they said it was about. You know, the, the stated objectives of the operation. Was it able to accomplish those? The next would be the geopolitical fallout from attempting the operation, successful or not. The next are the actual military applications of what occurred. And then the final is the personal impacts to the people who wanted it, to the people who kicked it off. Those are kind of the four metrics you need to look at. So we're going to go through all of them. So when it comes to uh, what the operation was supposed to accomplish in this case, um, you have this, this gets subdivided because like most operations, there's the pretext what they said it was about, and there's what it was really about, right? So under the pretext, we had protect Russian lives. That was a big one. Yeah, that seemed to not matter at all the second those shells started flying. The next was to stop NATO expansion. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't go well. Uh, I think the most prominent examples of that would be Finland and Sweden. Two countries that, I didn't fact check this, but I'm fairly certain they've never had a majority of their population want to join NATO. Well, now they do. Rather than slowing NATO expansion, it sped it right up to their borders. Then you have the real reason. Those were the pretexts, right? That's what they told everybody. But then we got that one accidental article. Showed it was really about uniting greater Russia. You know, bringing in Belarus, Ukraine, and Russia. Making a, a super state of some kind. I don't know how uh, well that went. The idea of uniting these three countries seems far-fetched at this point because the reality is it turned Ukrainians against Russia on a wide scale, on a wide scale. No matter what happens from this point forward, there's going to be a whole lot of animosity. The uniting of greater Russia, that's not going to happen. Not anytime soon. Aside from that, it was once again counterproductive. Because not just is it the West that is supplying the Ukrainians, there's a million refugees who are going to seek protection in the West, strengthening the ties between Ukraine and the traditional Western NATO countries. So, under the metrics that were set out for the operation by the people who initiated it, 
it was an abject failure across the board. Now, we go to the geopolitical fallout. The idea was that this would kind of position Russia as a great power again, as a country that wasn't to be messed with. What actually happened, it reunited NATO. You know, after Trump, after his tenure, the projections were years. Multiple administrations were going to have to work really, really hard to bring NATO back together because it was kind of fractured because Trump undermined it. Putin was able to accomplish that in a week. I mean, that should go in the win column if that was his intention, but it wasn't. He wanted to do the exact opposite. On top of uniting existing members, again, we have the fact that it encouraged expansion. It sped up what is likely inevitable of a European bloc that is going to engage in mutual defense and economic cooperation. Putin sped that up. This operation sped that up. Internally, this adventure severed economic and business ties around the world. It cratered the Russian economy. It brought UN condemnation. And it triggered an ICC investigation. Geopolitically, all losses. There's no win in this column anywhere. Um, There aren't any positive geopolitical benefits to Russia from this. They didn't come out ahead, and they won't, no matter what happens from this point. Then you have the military impacts. The goal here was to flex Russian muscle. It's to show the world we are, in fact, a peer. That's not what happened. Rather than displaying Russian power, it showcased all their weaknesses, militarily speaking. It didn't work well well there either. And then you have the personal impacts. You know, for Putin, this is his legacy. The messed up part about that is he wanted to leave this legacy of, you know, reuniting greater Russia and all of that. The thing is, had he left this off the table, had he not done this, he probably would have gone down as one of the great modern leaders of Russia through Russian eyes. But because of this, he will be remembered as the leader that relegated Russia to a major power rather than a great power. Even... uh, In a best-case scenario, they take Ukraine. They still have to hold it. That doesn't seem likely. The only way now for Putin to save his legacy is to withdraw and take the hit on that. But his ego probably isn't going to let him do it. Now, in addition to Putin, you have the oligarchs who had to greenlight this in some way. These are people that Putin relies on. They probably saw business interests. 
This is speculation on my part. They probably saw business interest in Ukraine, thinking they could capitalize on it in the future. Instead of that, they've lost billions. They've been sanctioned. And they will continue to pay a price as long as Putin is in a position of leadership. And that's a decision that they're going to have to make. And it's a decision that is probably weighing on Putin very heavily. Um, they may not be as forgiving. They were probably told that this would be over in 100 hours, something like that. And that's why they were okay with it. Because the reality is, if Russia had really put forth that lightning effort and succeeded in at least taking it prior to NATO and the rest of the world kind of unifying around the idea that it was bad, they probably would have won. But they didn't. That's not what happened. And that's one of the key things that Americans should know, but Russians should know it too. Taking a country and holding a country are not the same thing. Russia can take Ukraine. They can do that. They still have the men and the material to throw in to do it. But can they hold it afterward? And judging by the military prowess that has been displayed thus far, the answer to that is no. They won't be able to. So it will become protracted. It will last a long time. It will strengthen those ties between Ukrainians and the West. It will undermine any hope of a greater Russia. This was a failure across the board. Seven days in, and he lost. Even if he wins, he loses at this point. And there's no real coming back from this. Not while continuing the operation. There is the possibility of pulling out and kind of clawing his way back out of this mess if he was to withdraw from Ukraine. But if they double down, if they commit, this is just going to be a mess. They lost. Before it really, uh, it really got that far. Seven days and it's over. It doesn't matter what happens militarily on the ground at this point. Because there's... You can win a war militarily and lose it on the world stage. You can lose a war militarily and win it on the world stage. And he is in a situation where no matter what happens, it's lost on the world stage. And he is about to find out a lesson that America has learned repeatedly. It's really easy to get into a place like this. It's hard to get out. And that is something that Russia should have learned before. 
from experiences in other countries. But I guess like other world powers, that lesson just doesn't take. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.